Uh, I didn't even do the drum thing right. I did like the <laughs> end of an episode of something. You did. That was supposed to be like a that was to be like a rim shot, and it was like but um bum bum. That's not a rim shot. <laughs> Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by Cinema Sins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of Cinema Sins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined as always by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Danae Hughes. Yeah, hi. <laughs> we write for CinemaSins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the CinemaSins universe as Today well. made herself laugh. <laughs> well, sorry. that was totally a response of, oh, I wasn't paying attention. Oh, yes, I'm supposed to say something. Which... No, I was trying to think of what I wanted to do, and I went through yeah. a whole series of thoughts, and then that's just like my panic. I just said, <laughs> I could tell there was some panic in it somewhere. It was beautiful, a beautiful thing. <laughs> First thing I have in my notes, in big, bold letters, it says, talk about the penis. So we're going to talk uh, a little bit about uh, last week's podcast and the response uh, that uh, Jonathan has been getting online by you know people oh, saying... I only, well, I only got a couple of responses. Wait, and maybe wait. you guys got stuff. So, so uh, first of all, I didn't get a chance to listen back to the show. So I don't, I don't, what, what are we talking about? <laughs> you remember, you remember last week when I said no. the penis was, <laughs> penises were beautiful, could be beautiful and we shouldn't talk about them, you know, being subjected to us or whatever. Oh, uh, nice. And you, and you actually said, I think they're quite cool. That's right. Danae. Danae. Yeah. Yeah. I stand, I, I stand behind that. <laughs> I wake up Thursday morning. I go on Twitter and like, I have a notification and it's like, uh, so Sam Loomis 13 doesn't like penises. What's wrong with them? <laughs> yeah. That's what I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Really? And I was like, I was like, man, this is going to be an interesting day. But, no, he, but he, was, he was messy. He was totally messy. Oh, with of course. Me. And then, uh, of course. One of our other listeners, I don't remember either one of the people that said, I would totally name them, but I just don't remember the names off the top of my head. But one of our other listeners also made a comment that like, you know, I'm a, I'm a gay male and I, I personally find them very attractive. So I was like, yeah, touche. Yeah. Yeah. In the end, I'm glad I left it in because we had a conversation. I didn't include it. Yeah, in, I think it's great. I didn't include it in the podcast itself, but we did have a conversation. Like I was kind of self conscious about leaving that in, uh, just because I I didn't want to make you guys feel like you were, had done something bad by writing that sin, which you hadn't. I you know I totally get that's a mm-hmm. common joke kind of thing. Uh, then Barrett responded that the reason <laughs> for that sin had more to do with how sickly. Killian Murphy looked in that scene than the fact that that he was naked. And I was like, okay, we'll share that. So Barrett is not opposed to the penis. He's opposed no, no, to no, no, sickly no. penises. So let's, <laughs> just, just so we're, so everybody's clear on on what the, no, the subject no one, it is. No one is opposed to the penis. And I also made the comment on Twitter is like, you know, you could you could enjoy something, but not necessarily find it visually appealing. Yeah, that's, which a, is, that's yeah, a great that's point. That's a thing, too. No, that's a that's a great point. And we all have our, our different perspectives and the way we've grown up and things that influence the way we see things. And like kiwi fruit, for but example. I re- but I really honestly I was joking around. I have no issue with it. Whatsoever. Kiwi fruit, I, I don't like I don't like the way that it feels, but man, but. it's really good. <laughs> see, there you go. There you go. But hey, I, you I, know, did, I didn't get the impression anybody took it in a weird no, way. Either. Not at all. So, not mean, at all. People just enjoy. I think they kind of enjoyed it. And, uh, yep. I think they I like le- that we have those kind of conversations. I legit thought you were going to talk about having to blur the penis gun in Rick and Morty. <laughs> well, we'll get there too. <laughs> for That's sure. what I thought. <laughs> I was like, well, wow, I, is this a well, thing? It's, it's <laughs> penis talk part two. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, uh, when I when I leave this your cold open earthly right realm. Uh, I'm so glad to be known as the guy who had the penis podcast. Uh, you know, that's <laughs> I'll have that right on my tombstone. 
Uh, all right. Uh, you guys. Well, you did it? decide to call our bonus pod the bony pod. Yeah, I had a. I for had a bonus. friend in high school that we had to fill out something for the yearbooks or whatever, and it was like, what would you have on your tombstone? And I just remember his was, he liked tacos. I always thought that would, was hilarious for some reason. That's, <laughs> like, that's go, the other... Go to somebody's tombstone. That's the, well, that's the, yeah. that's the other genital. He, uh, he meant actual tacos, oh, but yes. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's get into the Sin Side Scoop. What's he building in there? We're going to take a look at the videos from the week, the process of sending them, how we felt about the show or movie in general. And welcome to Atkinson Watkins week on uh, Behind the Scenes. Yes. Week two. <laughs> well, right? the, last, the last time it was Jonathan was on everything. I'm not sure Chris was too, but Chris and Jonathan both are on everything this week. Uh, this is the second week in a row. Sins, yeah. I haven't written on anything. And I know that it's because things fall in the schedule in weird spots, but I feel like maybe it's going to just make me look real, real lazy. <laughs> I was going to no. say, are you still writing well, Sins, Danae? The, the Cinema <laughs> Sins, which we can talk about, both of the Cinema Sins were uh, kind of last minute yeah. uh, replacements. And I was the one that was just, you guys were really busy. I was just over here doing nothing. So I, I said, yeah, give them and to the, me. And the fans are going to be like, really busy doing what exactly? And this is why this week we're introducing a segment called Behind the Sins, the admin version. So let's talk about the exciting yeah, no, world. Yeah, of- I, can, I can assure you, Danae is never not working and same with Aaron so the exciting conversations of of managing all of the content flow <laughs> this is going to be so interesting <laughs> <laughs> I may have mentioned this before but it really reminds work, me of growing up with a pastor as a dad and everybody's like what do you do during the week <laughs> all you have to do is get oh up for two God. hours on a Sunday <laughs> it's like well there are other things <laughs> besides that video you see online there are lots of other things that happen uh, so yes so I, I'm sure nobody uh, nobody thinks you've gone away Danae it's just you haven't written on these scripts for whatever Reason. It's okay. I'll, I'll I'll just you know I'll just be over here sad. You know when you have you you have a couple of uh, don't you have a couple of like Downton Abbey esque ones that are done but just aren't coming out. <laughs> oh yeah, right away. Yeah, um, you got you got some stuff in the hopper. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, of course I do. Get to the hopper. <laughs> but until that happens, let me tell you about how much effort it's taken to put this whole merchandise promo together, <laughs> um, and all the work it takes to launch. A whole new merchandise store. <laughs> I felt terrible, by the way, when you sent that final one out. I was like, hey, just so you know, this video might not come out next week. Oh, my gosh. And I love but then it, it ended up coming out. So. It was, I love how it was after a round of emails where it's like, okay, is there anything we can see wrong with yeah. this plan? It nope, was, it looks good. Nope, it looks it good. Nope, it looks good. It was one nope, of those things where... <laughs> The title wasn't on my mind because that was it was one of these Rick and Morty episodes. It was actually the one we're about to talk about. So, yeah, no, true story. But everything worked out. I don't know. Now that I'm hearing us talk about it, I'm I'm pretty confirmed this is the most boring thing we could talk about. But it's <laughs> well, a here's huge the good part news, of my though. job. Here's the good news, Danae. You don't have to sit there and look lonely because you didn't write and I didn't write on a lot of these. We actually get to have the most input. Like we get to oh. view them as the audience. And so you get yeah. to tell me how much I suck. <laughs> yep. All right. Let's I mean, let's get ready. And then I'll just this. blame Chris that's, every time. That's pretty much, Chris wrote that one. That's pretty much Please. I just had written down Jonathan sucks. That was my entire note process. So <laughs> oh. I don't know. Now now but it's just you today. But a bum bum. I didn't even do the drum thing right. I did like the <laughs> end of an episode of something. You did. That was supposed to be like a that was supposed to be like a rim shot, and it was like but um bum bum. That's not a rim shot. <laughs> 
Jesus that's amazing. Christ. That's amazing. Uh, let's, get st- with me. let's get started with the uh, TV sins. Uh, Rick and Morty, we're going on the contemporaneous sinning of Rick and Morty as the season happens. Uh, the second episode of, se- uh, technically, yeah, the got, seventh episode. I got episode. the worst episode of the first three by far. Uh, Promortius. And yes, Chris and Jonathan wrote on this Um so yeah, this tell me about why you think it's the worst episode of the season oh, so just far. Oh, just of the three that they've done this season. Yeah, uh, which we just we watched the we what the most recent one came out last weekend, which was probably the best one. Uh, more on that next week. Yeah, hopefully. yeah. Um, I don't know. It was just you know, it was just I, I feel like I feel like the alien stuff has been done so many times, and I didn't find it particularly fresh here. And then uh, the stuff I, I think Chris wrote. I don't want to take away what Chris said, but just. Some of the like the stuff they did with um all of a sudden I forgot the sister's name <laughs> yeah Stacy S- S- Susan Becky <laughs> Autumn what's her name keep keep uh, going Summer 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 yeah. I was I was in the I was in the seasons mm-hmm. um I don't know I just like there was I don't know it, there was just I don't know the humor just didn't hit for me for whatever reason with this one uh, here's what tooth, here's what Chris I thought the said. toothpick thing was dumb which I think Chris mentioned go let Chris let's see what Chris said yeah what Chris well, had to I, say he said Primor- primordius colon i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> uh, i like the man, story structure. a man walks in the restaurant <laughs> oh, sorry go ahead I, I like the story structure of starting just after the actual beginning because it gave the episode some surprises the biggest one being that they left summer behind and this may be some of Spencer Grammer's finest work on a character that is underused. My biggest gripe is giving characters a quote-unquote thing, like Jerry's beekeeping and Summer's toothpick, and then making the whole idea of giving characters a thing in itself a thing. The Glorzos have very strong Meeseeks vibes and live to do one thing and die. All in all, I like the episode. I just started craving for the writers to get out of there. I wonder if this is good, Funk. Favorite thing to sin on the list. Wait, sorry. Favorite thing to sin on this was Morty's Glorzo getting stuck in the stalactite and getting mm-hmm. pulled off of his face. I felt like it was a very MC Escher thing or kind of paradox in animation. Even at a different angle that you can't see in 2D, it doesn't make sense because of how tightly the Glorzo is held onto Morty's face. Anyway, that was a big slow motion frame by frame moment for me. Yeah, I think I liked it better than the two of you. Um, I, 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 But then again, I don't necessarily expect the world out of Rick and Morty other than just to laugh at their cleverness and their no, meta-ness. I, yeah, and, I mean, I don't, I don't know that I do. And, uh, and I actually kind of, the, the thing that Chris is tiring of and many people are tiring of with the is this good or not, you know, meta conversation that they're having with themselves Actually, I actually kind of enjoy. I don't know what it is. I, th- I think it's kind of fun and clever, and uh, it, it the they've already broken the fourth wall so much that it's it's not like they can repair it. <laughs> you know, it's not like they're going to go yeah. back to some sort of narrative structure that is you know consistent and solid. And it's just it's already broken. So I'm just enjoying the broken pieces of the fourth wall. Cool. So yeah. I've never seen Prometheus, so I had zero context for this at all. Well. It doesn't really have a ton to do with Prometheus Mm-mm. specifically. It seemed like it though, right? Well, like, it has to do with the Alien franchise in general. Right. Okay. 
Yeah. Which that and that's just that's basically just the outer like that's just kind of the structure of it. Like they have the the face huggers that plant eggs and the, outside <laughs> of that, it's not very alien esque. But I mean that that whole like they made yeah. some jokes in that. And then you had Rick was clearly very aware of what Alien was and like you know he made references to it. But then at the same time, he didn't think twice before touching an alien <laughs> that <laughs> right. could kill him or whatever. You right. know, it was just kind of weird stuff like that. That was kind of what I enjoyed sending. I'm so, definitely glad this is one of those episodes though where I'm so glad we have two people on a script because like I never would have caught the stalactite thing. Like I, that just wasn't something that registered oh. with me. And I thought that was a great one. Yeah. And we, I learned in this one that stalactite is spelled with a C instead of a yeah, G. I thought did. it was stalactite. I learned stalactite. I learned that while narrating. I was, I, I went thought, to go look it up. Like, Oh no, me too. error has been made. Me too. And then it was an educational experience. It was so always it's... stalagmite and stalactite. I, you know, I just thought they were yeah. both stalag. Uh, Same. But, but one of them stalag. Like, like stalag 17. Yes, now, exactly. <laughs> odd thing in my life in the past month, the whole stalactite, stalagmite thing has come up multiple times. And in each instance, I've repeated how I've remembered which is which. And it has blown someone's mind, which seems so silly because I learned it so long ago. So I'm going to say it here just in case you also don't remember and and you listening would like to remember the stalagmite might grow to the ceiling the stalactite holds tight to the ceiling and that's how you can remember and if they okay. connect then they're a column then you call them a column <laughs> <laughs> did you notice that uh, chris had a mnemonic device for the g and the c too no. The C for stalactite is ceiling. The G for stalactite is ground. Oh, mm-hmm. whoa. Yeah. Which, of course, would have never made sense if we thought that it was <laughs> G's on both. And this has been Cave Education. That's right. Behind the scenes. I don't remember. I'm sure I learned this at some point in my life, but I, I did not recall it. So when you guys were having this conversation, I was just like, okay. Like <laughs> well, when, uh, earlier in the week. Born and raised in uh, the cave state. There's so many caves in Missouri. Yeah. So, oh, I did not know that. I would have thought that would have been Kentucky or something. No, it's because of the lime rock. We've that got makes a lot sense. of a lot of water and, and lime rock, and so there's tons yeah. of caves. I've had so, a lot of friends that are cavers, and I just if you live here, it I guess it's easier to go to Kentucky. But yeah, it's not my thing. I don't like enclosed mm-hmm. areas. So. Spelunk that. Like I really I've been to Mammoth Cave and I've been to like Ruby Falls and stuff, just but those are like touristy. Yeah. I, I've never done anything outside Cumberland Camp Caverns. I've never done anything outside of the tourist uh type stuff. Danae, why don't you continue talking about the the videos? We kind of go into uh some of the, yep. the stuff we liked here. Oh, okay. Well, first of all, Aaron is back as the narrator this week. Yeah. So my first kind of thought really too is how are you feeling now that you've narrated two well i cer- uh, public ones i certainly was dead on with my assessment last week that it wouldn't get serious until the second one and people realized that it was going to happen more often uh mm-hmm. I, you know it was an interesting process because uh, at first there were just a there was a lot of confusion and comments and those kind of things um and so i just pinned a, a comment from tv sins at the top just kind of briefly mm-hmm. you know explaining what was going on and that seemed to help quite a bit and there were a lot of really supportive uh people jumping in and and so i i, I do feel supported and there's a lot of people worrying about me which is really interesting because yeah, because my... i'm fine i'm really fine i get how youtube works i understand what trolls yeah. are so i i'm totally yeah, there were good. a few that were really aggressive where they were like fuck you if you don't like the narrator <laughs> fuck you you're a fucking idiot <laughs> that is yeah. okay 
Yeah, it was a, an interesting comment read for me because <laughs> obviously we've been friends for a long time. And so yeah. I was feeling like that element of defensiveness coming up. Uh-huh. But then that actually kind of quelled pretty quickly when I just was like, eh, this is YouTube. So I think I'm really adjusting to that. Um, there has been talk about, you know, uh, more people being narrating options. There's been chatter on Twitter about it. We've talked about it behind the scenes. And I'm like, man, if they hate Aaron, if I ever narrated anything, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, we'll just. I like, don't want to. I don't want to take away a comment. But did you? Did you? Were you the one? Did you guys see the COVID nineteen about Jeremy? That was like. Now I'm going to have to look up if Jeremy has COVID nineteen. Yeah. yeah, that continues to be a thing. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. But but what I was going to say is that it was so fun because there's almost a lot of the ones that were you know um, concerned for the new narrator or you know really like just darker statements about um, unsubbing and and this is an atrocity are followed by a flurry of fans that are like dude there's reasons these are people like and so that was really cool I really liked seeing that we don't have to come th- to a defensive position at no, all it's no, just all. we're just gonna keep on doing what we're doing I saw DQ in the comments you know a lot of our discord friends and um people that were at sin week you know that i just recognize that are in the comments just being really genuinely good people not being assholes or anything like that or just kind of talking about yeah this is just how it is and then the further down you go it's like man i like this new narrator and i dig his voice and this is something i could get used to so it was a mixed bag for sure it didn't yeah. seem like it was leaning heavy one way or the other i uh my favorite uh comment back and forth uh in that uh pinned comment was from you know somebody who said hey change is hard it's 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 difficult when something's different and so different often means you think it's bad and so he said something like that and i responded something about yeah uh give me eight years and maybe i'll be as good as jeremy because jeremy's been doing it for eight years now uh and he said you've got two months (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny (laughs) i was like that's the best that is the best uh gauntlet Um, laid down but I guess about the sin specifically, um, I really love the Glorzo thing, just that using fun. that as just playing in in on that whole, like, what is this word? What mm-hmm. are we doing with it? And then the narrator played with that multiple times with dif- different types of ways of using Glorzo. Um, and then the the porn and the grandson thing was an interesting thing to point out. That was, I'm like, yeah, what that, about? Uh, Chris is, I mean, I don't, I mean, I believe Chris was right, though. I, that is a weird, like, uh, weird. I, even before I started watching Rick and Morty, I heard there was a lot of fan fiction. So yeah, people weird. are weird, man. Well, and then some one of the comments <laughs> later down the row as I was searching through said, don't be weirded out about porn and the grandson thing because Rick and Morty are actually the same person. And I, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so I think that's a, a, a weird fan theory. I don't think that's ever exactly. even been hinted yeah. at. But, but it's just funny to think like there's all these theories out there and um, – I don't know. That one kind of made me laugh, yeah. which is why I wanted to talk about the awkwardness of porn and grandson. So, um, but the one that I really loved was the comments about the knife and fork for pancakes. Because <laughs> yes. Thank just, you. That was so, that annoyed me. <laughs> it's just one of those funny things you point out, like who eats, uh, you know, with a knife or uh, with a. Well, I mean, pancakes are so soft. <laughs> you can just use a fork or a spoon even. Yes. If you're but using the a knife, section. if you're using a knife for your pancakes, you might as well just stick your pinky finger up and live in a castle. I'm just saying, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can cut them with the fork. You're okay. There you go. <laughs> 
Well, and if you are going to use a knife, you shouldn't have to go back and forth like 40 times. I mean, yeah. it was, what it kind of reminded me of was like in like an acting class where you're just like, what do I do with my hands? It's yeah. like they were having that yeah. issue with the animated character. Just like... sawing at this pancake. <laughs> yep. What about you guys? What did you like? Uh, I'll go next since Jonathan wrote on it. Um, you mentioned pretty much everything I did other than the massive amounts of blurring we had to do in this video mm-hmm. just so that it would be considered quote unquote ad friendly, uh, which is an interesting little game of whack-a-mole that you have to play on YouTube because you never know what their algorithm is going to consider, um, you know, not to be ad friendly. And so right? which grandson and son making out ad friendly. <laughs> Apparently. Just FYI. Um, <laughs> no, we did end up blurring that, didn't we? No, you, yeah, it was blurred. Oh, yeah, wait, we, yeah, so you're right. that may have been what triggered it. We, you know, we Never don't mind. know exactly, but um, it's probably all the secretions. Yeah, it's it is. Well, in Rick and Morty, notoriously is a you know a very phallic show, uh, and not just phallic, but very ge- a genital based artwork show. <laughs> a lot of the background <laughs> things you know have genital shapes to them. So yeah, it's 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 always a it is a game of whack a mole on that. So and it was fun to read the comments and people like I can't believe they had to blur this thing. I can't believe they had to blur. It's I know. just like we're just do- we're doing our best. I promise. I like I like yeah. how you're saying it's a game of whack it. <laughs> Wacka, but yes. Wha- oh, whack it. Oh, whack off. Got it. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Sorry. Uh, making the joke by not making the joke. I was I was really glad to see that with the nine eleven stuff because it's like it's it is actually a trick I learned early on in my broadcasting career that broadcasting people have talked about for a long time is get credit for not saying something and to see Rick and Morty try to do that with nine eleven was really fascinating to me to watch them mm-hmm. be like we're gonna we're gonna make a 9-11 joke by pretending we're not making a 9-11 joke and so i was glad that we we kind of called them out on that um and yeah that's the, everything else i had had pretty much been mentioned what about you jonathan yeah that was actually my my probably my personal favorite part of the episode like where i laughed the most where they because they don't make the 9-11 joke but then they make the pearl harbor joke mm-hmm. and then it cuts to them explaining to the parents why they did that yes <laughs> was just, yeah. i don't know that whole bit was funny uh you guys mentioned most of everything i will say the uh the thing about the you know what bad story ends in a cape and then we did justice league does uh i actually wrote us in there too i wrote batman v superman Uh, (laughs) so that was just kind of funny that chris and i were both on the same page but justice league literally ends on cape uh or right around there um have i just been watching one of those integrated ads this whole time i thought was really funny and then we also touched on a little bit the the weirdest part of this episode i i feel like some chris and i both came to the conclusion something had to have been cut out of the script or something because that part where morty apologizes is so confusing because it's like it just feels like we're missing something that would lead him to apologize yeah because the only only thing there were there were dead bodies but he didn't give a shit about dead bodies before that so i don't know that was just a weird moment that was fun to kind of uh, workshop and figure out uh how we needed to go about sending that well yeah, that's it's always but, really uh, fun yeah. in the conversations like when you guys were working on your script and i was following your conversation yeah i always find such validation whenever i'm writing something and i reach out to the other one going is this confusing to you too? And they're mm-hmm. like, yup. So it's like, okay, I'm not alone. <laughs> oh man. Wait till stories next week uh, about the Rick and Morty. Uh, the, Chris and I had some long, uh, conversations about the science science quote unquote stuff i was gonna say you guys had different opinions right i don't know that we did actually when it all came down to it it was just it was yeah 
We'll get there next week. How about yeah, that? Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> Let's talk about that now. Uh, Archer. <laughs> Stay tuned. Was the second show from the week, uh, Placebo Effect. This was a Dicer Watkins script. Jonathan and I wrote on this. Uh, long live Zima. Uh, what did you think? <laughs> what did you uh, think of this uh, this episode, Jonathan? I think it's really good, actually. Um, I, I I like this about Archer, though they didn't really try to do this too much. But like, it takes a very serious subject matter, like uh, somebody going through chemotherapy, trying to get over, you know, going have it has can you know Archer has breast cancer. There was like mm-hmm. a three or four episode story arc about this, and this was kind of the final episode, which is um, a real thing. Men, men can get yeah. breast cancer. Oh, a lot of people don't absolutely. realize that, but. You, that is a real thing. Cancer. You yeah. Cancer anywhere. Um, but um, so I thought it was really well done in the fact that like it's a very serious thing, but they were still able to like transition into jokes from it. Mm hmm. Um, like, like the whole thing where he, you know, he finds out he's not taking real chemo medicine and then he just decides to start taking it. But he's, so he's going through chemo as he's trying to get revenge. And I just found that all very fascinating. Mm -hmm. And then even like that last moment where he ends up, you know, finding the guy that was responsible and, you know, he had lost his, he had lost his cancer buddy basically. Mm -hmm. Um, and he has that moment where he's like, you know, did you watch, uh, did you watch Regis this morning? And then he kills him. And then that immediately transitions into him in the office, showing that as a movie to people. Yeah. <laughs> and it becomes a really funny thing. I just, this show is, this show is brilliant. It I do. Really I think, is. yeah, I think the, I the, mean, the writing's on a whole nother level structurally on this show. Yeah. And, uh, and this episode's a great example of it. I dig this episode too. Um, did you have any questions about the episode, Danae, from watching this? I assume you haven't seen the actual episode. No, I haven't seen it. Drink. Um, but I kind of picked up a little bit, but this explanation from, from Jonathan was very, very helpful Mm because it's confusing, obviously, anytime you jump into different elements of a story, but then you couple that with that my experience or exposure is just a sins video and it makes it even more confusing. Yeah. So, but I do, um, I have actually watched another episode of Archer and yeah, I I find it really really interesting. It's Are you going to keep watching? You think? I don't know because I don't know if I should just start from the beginning and kind of go through. Um, yes. Or if there's like a really cool storyline that kind of comes in, or is it just entertainment like one-off episodes? Yeah. No, I it- would say. I mean, I think watching it from the beginning is a good idea, but I will say after like season three, they kind of start doing one like season one-offs. Although they do continue into each other, I believe. But and they also they do, do have like a- have season-long storylines, and they do also have a reason that I won't spoil it for you uh, that I found really smart. Uh, that they were doing those one one season offs. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think this is a show that actually has some larger things going on structurally. That it See, might that's a that's an attractive thing, obviously for me. I mean, you know, you think about like Simpsons or something where it's just sort of like these little miniature stories, miniature stories, mm-hmm. and they might have a theme kind of going through, but it's it's really just mass entertainment. It's not really like a something that's captivating. Yeah, this has me, continuity so. for sure. Absolutely. Okay. And then yeah. they, and like I said, the the one off season things start getting really fun because like they do like a Miami Vice season they do like a smoky and the bandit season they do like a murder mystery season mm-hmm. uh, yeah space it's, it's yeah space it's just it's it's, it's a lot of fun uh- I will say, just as we always try to do with that, whether we, we are realizing it or not, I, I do wonder what character I relate to, though. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. <laughs> so, so in in the very limited time I've watched it, I I I am not in. Intri- I don't know. I might. I would put it. I would put it on my medium list. 
Um, but that would imply that I actually keep a list, which I don't. So well, and all characters have like a lot of times where they stand out because like I'll watch an episode and be like, oh my god, Pam is hilarious. And then you watch another episode and be like, oh my god, Cheryl's hilarious. <laughs> you know, it's like they do a really good job of kind of giving them all something to do, and their voice, like the uh, the cast, is so perfectly. They were, it was so well cast with the yeah, that's, with the actors doing the roles. That is something that I really appreciate. Is mm-hmm. I love how it's drawn, and I really love the voice acting. Um, and obviously the clever writing and things like that I can really get get into. So I'm surprised yeah. you don't connect to Lana more. She seems to have your same kind of uh, attitude towards. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that is not. And you just walk, her, you yeah, walk around in underwear all the time. I mean, that is my exact <laughs> body type. You know, I really relate to her outfits as well. Those uh-huh. mini skirts while also being a spy. Guns, I have those. Her cynicism towards the world well, around I, her. Aisha Tyler, Aisha Tyler is so good in that role. Yeah, there. she's great. <laughs> like she's, but, so, she's so funny. And that's where I'm lacking because I haven't seen enough where... I, I even in, like knew who she was super quickly. I was like, oh, wait, which one's that? Right. And so um, she's just rolling maybe, her eyes a lot. And I see you do that to me. So <laughs> like, I'm really good at rolling my yeah. eyes. Yeah. They, sure. have a, they have a really good they have a really deep supporting cast, too. Cause yeah. Like, which Krieger, I guess, becomes a, more of a main character eventually. But like he's really funny. Uh, Barry is another <laughs> one. that <laughs> Barry's pretty great. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's so good. What do you think about the video today? Um, well, it was funny you mentioned Zima. So Zima, um, I have the funniest story about Zima. And so this totally reminded me of that. So I'm going to tell you a quick story well, that this, has nothing to do. This script is, you know, 70% Zima jokes. So, <laughs> so it fits. Because I mean, it's Zima. <laughs> How can you not right. be a joke? Yeah. When, um, so when I was in, I think I was in like middle school or something. And there was a, a, a friend of mine that came over to spend the night. And she was like a wild child. She smoked cigarettes already because her parents smoked cigarettes. So she brought mm-hmm. like her mom's cigarettes for us to try. And we left the house at like 11 o'clock at night. I was a horrible nightmare person growing up. My parents, God bless them. They had a hard time with me. Anyways, we, we, we left the house at like 11 o'clock at night and we just went wandering around. Um, and there was like this local park that was nearby where we lived and we went to the park and uh, there in the bushes was a pla- was a brown bag. We decided to open it up. That was dumb. The inside was Zima unopened so we decided to steal whoever's beer had like obviously put it there Mm -hmm. to come back for later so we stole a zima and we and i had my first drink of alcohol my first cigarette that night um then we were paranoid we're gonna get in trouble uh a police car randomly drove by the park so we really thought we were gonna be in trouble this is a true story and then we decided to just run for it because of course we're gonna get caught so we start charging through the dark park and we go down this ditch and through the series of bushes. And on the other side was a trailer park <laughs> <laughs> where we literally run right into someone's trailer park yard where an old man is sitting in front of a fire uh, with hot dogs making like a late night snack. And he looks at both of us girls and he goes, well, hey there, girls. You want a hot dog? <laughs> <laughs> and I hope he meant hot dog. We're both afraid to go back the way we came from because there's a police officer there terrified of this person in front of us but you're also we, kind of hungry right so we're also kind maybe. of hungry 
We also sort of want to try this beer again, and we still have cigarettes. So we awkwardly stood there, I don't know, maybe like a minute, not long. And then we just sort of like, okay, bye. And then we ran back through the, found our way back home, uh, and eventually went to sleep and pretended like nothing happened. And that's my Zima story. Nice. Well, wow. middle school is when you should drink Zima, so that's that makes sense. <laughs> it was dumb. No. No, it is so not. dumb. Middle no, schoolers. No, it's really not. Don't listen to Jonathan. Like, well, Zima, does Zima exist? I what don't, kind of a dumb they, person? Do they make it still? drinks alcohol they find in a bush <laughs> like middle schoolers i guess so oh yeah it's amazing i'm still alive you kept referring um, to zima as a beer i thought the whole point of zima was that it wasn't beer it, it's basically it was, a, it's kind of a wine cooler slash beer yeah scenario. it was a weird flavor i remember that for sure and it was mm. clear it was a clear liquid as well yeah so um other ones that i really enjoyed that didn't bring up memories good because it was the knife uh which i push into your urethra and then all i hear is foreplay joke. <laughs> that was good um and then the moment where i don't i remember who was doing it, but they're making this crazy sound and the sin is like getting pumped up for a rock movie <laughs> <laughs> i genuinely cracked up at that one yeah because so. he said rampage right he goes yeah. rampage like, Rampa- and then aaron wrote something about getting pumped funny. up for a rock movie. hey real quick though zima is a clear lightly carbonated alcoholic beverage mm-hmm. Made and distributed by the Coors Brewing Company, it was marketed as an alternative to beer. That's what I it thought. It is an example of what is now often referred to as a cooler. Yes. So it's yep. kind of a wine cooler type thing. Very nice. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, do you have any others, Danae? Nope. Uh, I, the only one that, that I, we haven't really talked about that I wanted to talk Well, I did like the Surf Nazis Must Die reference uh, that, that Jonathan you. put in there. Uh, I thought that was great. Uh, and then the uh, family feud section of this episode is one of my favorite sections. <laughs> and again, big lights go off in my head anytime there's any kind of game show or board game or anything. And the fact that they were playing the back and forth and then he told Lana be- about being in the isolation booth. And I'm like, why is anybody in an isolation booth? You're doing the, the back and forth part of family feud. Come on. Uh, anyhow, that, that made me happy. What about that you, Jonathan? One, I forgot about that too. Like, I mean, or maybe it just it was in my subconscious because this was another one of those weird things where Danae and I just wrote a script for a show that uh, I used the family I used a family feud joke. Yeah, and then I completely forgot we did it on this one until I went back and reviewed it. I was like, I wonder so if I weird. subconsciously it's different, but it's still a family feud reference, and it's a random one too. Like, it doesn't even I don't know. That'll be interesting to talk about. But um, when we get to it, uh, what did I? Uh, you guys have mentioned most of it. Um, just the the Zima thing. Did we mention the one that Chris wrote though about the no respecting Alki would would call Zima fun? <laughs> yeah. I thought that was really funny. Um, but yeah, no, it was just, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we made fun of the whole Rambo moment thing, which I'm, I'm so tired of that. Like people gearing up for battle. Um, that's yeah. just become such a cliche. So I was really glad I got to make a joke about that. But no, it was, it was, this has been a really fun show to do. I, it's really cool that all these animated shows have worked out. Cause I know like a year ago, we thought we wouldn't be able to do animated shows. Yeah. And they turn and out to now be some we've of them. done a ton of them. Yeah. <laughs> Turn out to be some of the most requested stuff. Yeah. People like it. So, yeah. Uh, speaking of most requested stuff, let's talk about Baby Shark on Music Video Sins. Uh, Pink Fong. Uh, Did Danae watch this? <laughs> okay. So, I have actually seen. Uh, the baby shark video before because well mm. i have a little one but we very purposefully did not play it for her often i think i've sh- i think that i know of she's seen it in our house two times because i didn't want it to become the earworm thing that it is and uh so i so it had been on in the background and i was like oh i've got this and so i did i started watching this one this is a different video the 
company must release multiple versions because this one is a newer one. Um, the one that I've the one that I've seen like mm -hmm. a couple years ago. The little kids are a little younger in it, and it definitely looks different. So yeah, I didn't or, remember this. When or I, I've when lost I my freaking mind, which no. makes sense because Baby Shark is this. It's a franchise, you know, like it's a moneymaker. It, so. it, it blows my mind. And this is what I'll say about the song itself. We were singing this song in middle school at camp. Yeah. Like, this is like a camp it, song. This, yeah. This is a camp song that's been around forever. And then this blew for up a couple years ago. And I'm going, what, what is happening here? Like, I, I just, it's weird how stuff all of a sudden becomes viral yeah, but you like were, that. You were seeing, to be fair, at your camp, you were singing Jesus Shark. So. <laughs> no, that song is if with Jesus in the boat, you can smile in the storm. That's that's the baby I shark. I remember that, that's, actually. Somebody <laughs> needs to do the the uh, electro version of with Jesus in the boat and see if that goes viral like the baby <laughs> shark has. Because it's the same concept uh, as baby shark. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of one of those things where it's like... I. I Good for them, I guess. I can't yeah. believe that this this camp song has somehow become an well, industry. It's, it's the power of the earworm, and also the power of when uh, the you know kids watching YouTube videos and Iris to you know any any child repetition is something that they crave because that makes the brain connections, mm -hmm. and so of course they can watch a video over and over and over again or listen to a song over and over and over again, and it's a very important for memory and for all this kind of stuff, which when you couple that with a viral video or with an earworm video or whatever, I mean, it was bound to be, whoever did it, was bound to be something that kids yeah. really yeah. gravitated towards. Yeah, my, my daughter gravitated towards what did the fox say on phone. <laughs> that one's fun, though. That. I like what it did the fox of, say. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. It's a it's an easy song. You know what? Honestly, it was a welcome change from all the booty shaking. Not going to lie. Um, oh, Grandma Denise, tired of seeing oh, the, naked yeah. butts. <laughs> You know. That would have been weird if there had been booty shaking in this. <laughs> um, and I, I don't know, I, really, shark, I had a really do, good time. Do, do. But then there was this one point where the sharks go from just sort of like swimming left and right, where they start mm -hmm. swimming face on. And I immediately was like, I felt my panic start to rise. I thought, no, 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 I can do this. And I put my hand kind of up on the screen. And, and then all of a sudden it was just, it, it got really close to the tipping point for me. So before I broke out into a sweat and then had to do meditation and like take half of a day or whatever, which it wouldn't always be that intense, but man, sharks just fucking freak me out. So I did have to end my video experience but i got to see some sins that i really enjoyed so yeah why don't you talk about those um well but we got to hear barrett singing shallow so <laughs> um that's just a wonderful thing <laughs> uh i also like that he points out that this is a song that instantly creates terror but for the reason of it being repeated which mm -hmm. is sort of a fun kind of play on things uh, just pointing out all the reasons like what where scuba masks should work and the animation of the fox and the fur and getting a tight seal and the kids being easy prey, the grandma with glasses. And she, obviously she has insurance, so she would definitely have teeth. Just it sounded like he was just having a lot of fun playing around with this one um so it was it was just kind of a fun change and i really i really had a good time watching what i could watch yeah nice i uh i had a, just a couple things the pink water indicating that a bloodbath was happening somewhere <laughs> yeah. made, made me yeah. laugh quite a bit uh I, I had the observation of that they were wearing floaty things underwater um you know made no sense uh and then perhaps the biggest sin of this song that is pointed out uh for me 
is that there is a verse about running away underwater. You don't <laughs> run away from a shark. You swim away from a shark. Like I'd, I'd never be doing f- whatever the fuck I could, man. <laughs> well, every every part of my body would be moving. It's just such a like, and it's not like there are different amounts of syllables. You could mm-hmm. sing "swim away" as easily as you could sing "run away." Mm-hmm. It's such sure. a weird thing that that verse is "run away." Uh, anyhow, that that uh, that's kind of what I took <laughs> from it. What about you, Jonathan? Well, just going off the water turning pink, I just I love the fact that there was like a couple of sins that were basically like none of the kids get eaten, and like we we send that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that the kids were not eaten by the sharks. Um, and then Danae brought up the singing shallow, which I think was was probably my favorite part of the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, it's fun to hear him cut out, you know, cut up a little bit and just mm-hmm. let loose. Yeah. And then just the whole thing where he was naming all the other people with the sharks, like Uncle Billy's special friend, Millie yeah. Shark or whatever, you know, just, I mean, all that was really fun. And uh, uh, he, I could tell he had a blast uh, doing this one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It wasn't like, oh, there's more butts that I have to say. <laughs> I don't know. I think Booty Shark would have been a, a fine, fine verse. <laughs> I've been a fine verse. I think Nicki Minaj should look into that. Yep. Uh, all right, let's move on to Cinema Sins. Uh, Scooby Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed. Yes, it's an Atkinson Watkins script. Uh, this is the uh, second Scooby Doo movie, as indicated by the t- title, with this mm-hmm. cast. Um, yes. I thought I had seen this, and then as I, I was watching the Sins video, I was like, I don't, I don't know that I've seen this. So it was kind of a yeah. weird experience for me. It all runs together, those Scooby-Doo movies. Yeah, we send the first... Barrett and I actually wrote the script for the first one a couple years. Well, it was... Um, I don't remember what was getting released that week. There was something... It wasn't Scooby-Doo, but it was something that, that it was tying into. Uh, but that was a couple years ago, and uh, that was a lot of fun to do. And I actually kind of dig that first movie a little bit. Like, I mean, it's not great, but uh, if it's a movie your kid wants to watch over and over, there are many worse ones. But I've never really liked this one. Um, it looks, I don't know. It, it just, looks just, it just like doesn't work. It looks just like it's bonkers. It just looks like they didn't care about anything well, other than just cracking jokes. Which is fine. This was a problem. Yeah, this was a problem with the first one, too. They, it, It's like they didn't really know. if. And uh, Chris and I actually, uh, Chris and I recorded a, uh, which it should be out before this draws. Maybe not. But Chris and I just recorded a mini pod on the new movie Scoob. And we talk about this on there, too. So if you hear that and this, you'll hear this twice. But those movies really don't seem to know if they want to go like full on parody like the Brady Bunch movies did. I thought that's where or they were headed. They, yeah. Yeah, or but then also, but then also, they kind of want to be taken seriously. Like it's pretty, a lot of it's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just a, I think it's just an, an interesting. I, I think it's just a mix that doesn't really work. Like they never really commit either way. Yeah. And you know, like James Gunn wrote these movies. I mean, it, there's some, there's some, uh, there's some stuff behind these movies that would make them seem like they should be better than they are. Well, you know, uh, I mean, we've been accused of the exact same thing of not, yeah. you know, of being trying to be a parody and be serious. Absolutely. Absolutely. at the same time yeah. so yes these know. movies are cinema sense <laughs> <laughs> but but just yeah it, it's 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 just it's not a very good movie there it has its moments i do like that they uh they pay homage to the original series and they have a lot of the ghosts the costumes um they mention a lot of the creatures from the past mm-hmm. and they use a lot of them in the in the plot that's kind of fun but 
And I mean, and uh, and Matthew Lillard, who we give a send off to, uh, is just so great in that role. He's perfect. Uh, He's just oh perfect. God. That that scene where we gave the send off, I just I love that. He just you know the you know every freaking day of my life. <laughs> it's just he just nails that line delivery, uh, which makes like I mean you know. I get that the movie, I get that this is all just a business and I'm sure they had the reason, but one of the huge mistakes that Scoob makes is putting Will Forte in as a voice and not Matthew Lillard. Yeah. That is a huge mistake for that movie, but that's a whole other conversation that you can listen to me on a different podcast. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it, yeah. So it's, it's not a very good movie, but it was really, it was really fun to send. Uh, I never get tired of Scooby-Doo, so. Well, let's go I into the, last. let's go into the sins. Um, well, I think, did Chris say something though? Oh, did Chris have something to say? Yeah, and does Danae have anything to say? God, Aaron. Oh, have you seen this movie? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we need to take a drink moment. Do how we need? Many, how hey, if we need that moment get, on every every one. I just was hundred percent sure. Listening to our podcast, was, maybe that's why people like our podcast because they're drunk by thirty <laughs> oh, minutes in. God, I was just hundred percent sure you hadn't seen it. So I, oh you know. my god, what did Actually, Chris, have you have, seen the other one? No, no, I haven't. Okay. But I, I know like visually what the like the actors and actresses mm-hmm. look like. You know, like representing these characters. But mm-hmm. because, but this is my first time watching enough clips that I sort of had a general sense of what it would feel like and be like the colors and the costumes and sort of the world. And obviously it looked like it was really easy to sin. Um, but I yes. had a genuinely great time uh, watching um, Shaggy, the Lilith, Lilith guy. Oh, mm-hmm. Lillard. Yeah. Matthew Lillard. Lillard. He, M- Matthew Lillard is so underappreciated in general. I think he's great in oh, stuff. Yeah, God. He's great Scream. in the descendants. He, he plays he's, a, oh, he's excellent in The Descendants. Uh, yeah, I just, I'm a huge Matthew Lillard guy, and I think he puts all his effort, like the sin says, into this, and it's just great. He, he's that character, Shaggy, is such an interesting character, and to nail the voice and then also the just the animated facial expressions. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I was really he, liking that. He was genuinely hurt they didn't cast him for Scoob. I like, get it. He was like, I, I, yeah, I felt he's like, you're not even going to call me. <laughs> he handled it really well, though. Like he, he has did. been he so did. professional and uh, and and really good about it. Uh, but you can tell, yeah, he's hurt a little bit. And I get it. Uh, here's what Chris had to say. He said, I know I saw the first one in theaters, but I could not remember if I saw this one. I was working at Hollywood 27 at the time, but just don't remember if I saw it. It's an awful Scooby adventure. <laughs> it's a bad, <laughs> self-aware parody. The jokes about itself don't land. And favorite things to send, though, were the fact that the Peter Boyle villain has multiple prison balls in his house that use fingerprint ID to get unlocked. Mm-hmm. And the mystery ink is the third such ball. Um, and there just happens to be a fresh fingerprint on it. Biod's basically is saying that he gets hundreds of unwanted visitors frequently for that to be true. My favorite thing to check on was Alicia Silverstone's cameraman during the unmasking. The claim is that since Daphne was um, accusing her of being the villain, that he needed to cover for her and become the villain in that scene. But Daphne doesn't make her accusation until he's long out of the frame. It's just one of those moments. Oh, wait, sorry. It's just one of my favorite things I've ever found. Also, here's some behind the scenes. Oh, uh, you know, sometimes reading people's comments is hard. I just want to let you know. <laughs> I do my best. <laughs> also, here's some behind the scenes. The version Jonathan and I watched used KFC product placement. We both had to watch 
the movie on streaming services, but the version for our editors was for a different country and they used Burger King and wiped out two whole sins that were written for that video. Yeah, I thought I had lost my mind when I was reviewing that edit. I was so confused. I was like, I guess I'm an idiot and this is actually Burger King. And yeah, it's on like uh, a cup or something at the yeah, very beginning. And then, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Chris made it, had written one too, which I had forgotten. And then I made the notes before he did, so I didn't see his notes where he explained it. And then so when he wrote that today or sent that information to you, I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like I remember- I'm not insane. Yeah, he, he in the comments uh, on the the video on the editing, he he wrote. Mm-hmm. And I happened to see it that um, apparently there's different for the for the other country releases. Mm-hmm. It was Burger King cup instead of KFC cup, and I was looking at the edit, going, "Man, that just looks like it's all CGI uh, on mm-hmm. the the physical cup." Which why would it need to be? And then it makes sense. I guess they just had different different. Yeah, I, um, I guess so. Because my sin had to do with the fact that Scooby had a shake in a KFC cup. And I was like, who the fuck gets a milkshake from KFC? <laughs> and I did look it up that they did at some point have a kind of a shake, but it wasn't like a traditional shake, like what it looked like in the movie. So I so I thought that was sin. And then when I saw it on the editor's copy, it was like <laughs> it was Burger King. And I'm like, oh, well, never mind. I guess we need yeah. to take that out. KFC. Yeah. <laughs> KFC is a donut shop now, if I'm to believe uh, what I'm hearing. Uh, they, they sell donuts now. Aren't they? Yeah, donut <laughs> sandwiches or something. Yeah. Isn't that a thing? Yeah. yeah. What? Uh, just give more people diabetes. They, Thank they, you, KFC. They sell donuts, and they also sell a donut chicken sandwich with the, the chicken in yeah. between the two halves of the Ooh. donut. No, thank you. Hey, you don't have to convince me. Sounds they were the ones, too. too, there for a while that had the sandwich that was two pieces of chicken were the buns. Yep. Yeah, I yeah. remember that. That was so weird. Yeah, I, I tried that once. I ate about two bites, and I'm like, yeah, this isn't right. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it, it's just something about it. Like, it just it was a texture thing. It was just this isn't, like, how a sandwich should be. So nice. I couldn't finish it. But Nice. Uh, now, Danae, do you want to talk about the some of the sins? Now that uh, that I'm sorry that I ignored your, your vast Scooby knowledge, and I will, right. I will learn from my That's mistakes. Okay. What do you have you uh, about the sins video? Uh, getting kicked right in the round tables, but then pointing out that they be <laughs> surfaces, not balls. Really enjoyed the whole thing. Um, I also just liked how the sins revealed, like just the cleverness of how everything was written. That this entire town turns against the beloved heroes when costumes go missing. Like this is mm-hmm. the big plot, you know, mm-hmm. and how very shallow that seems to be. Um, one of my favorite sins was uh, like, just to let you know, since they've entered the bar, the runtime has approximately been seven hours. <laughs> oh, that scene. Oh my God. That scene goes on forever. And it's not good. Uh, pointing out that um, bushes were killed and be- when they were uprooted just for traveling purposes. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh so hard, mm-hmm. but it was just really, really funny. Because it's ridiculous. Once again, a movie that's trying to be like kind of serious has a scene like that. And you're just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I don't know what I don't know what I'm supposed to be thinking right now. <laughs> um, I had two other ones that I really loved. One was uh, the, the comment is that was uh, Shaggy says something like um, after taking a whole bunch of drugs in that like laboratory scene or mm-hmm. whatever. It was um, that was almost like my freshman year in college. And the sin's just like college <laughs> jabbing at his intellect uh, yeah, we had a one. couple of different things at that point i think that was i think chris wrote that one though that i was like yeah that, that was funny um 
I think though, the one that I laughed the hardest at was when uh, Velma sa- says, I always wanted to be like you guys. And the sin was like, that's a ticket, Velma. Shaggy's too stupid to realize you're lying. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it was such a burn and just what a clever, horrible twist. And I, I'm an evil person and I laughed really hard at that one. <laughs> Uh, before I go into my favorite sins, I'd just like to point out uh, that all the actors are of age, and uh, I am oh. uh, I'm okay being attracted to them. Uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, you can be attracted to Sarah Michelle Gellar and Linda Cardellini. Uh, okay. For sure. Uh, anyhow, uh, and Freddie Prince Jr., uh, for that matter, yeah, and Matthew Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Scooby. Wait. <laughs> okay. Sure. Okay, well, he's a, I'm not... He's a really... And Alicia Silverstone is what I meant to say. Spe- oh, wait, wait. Speaking of Alicia... I was thinking Shaggy, not Scooby. That's weird. Uh <laughs> Yeah, just cut that out. Can I say that Alicia Silverstone is one of those like not that I've ever thought she was ugly by any means. She's very pretty, but I've I don't know. She's one of those women that I've 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 gotten to appreciate the older I've gotten. Oh, interesting, interesting. She's like aged wine. Um the the comments the the sins I should say that that I wanted to bring up uh, the chew toy thing was hilarious to me uh, especially yes. at the end where it's like let us know in the comments below uh, <laughs> it just that's so great I want to do that joke more um, <laughs> the uh, the something something glass houses something something Lily Sobieski uh, <laughs> yes, was, was awesome. great I loved that uh, the the way Jeremy delivered the sigh the first one where he just said it like confidently almost like sigh. You know, or yeah, that was in the said- script. That was that was actually Chris wrote. Say this, like, don't just yeah. sigh. Like, actually say this. And I, yeah, it was great. Um, I love that. Uh, unobtainium alert. Uh, I thought was great. <laughs> uh, the Alicia Silverstone run was super impressive. Uh, just to get yeah, all of those in there was great. Presidential health advice made me laugh. Mm -hmm. um talkings for wimps and also for better screenplays uh it was really clever i like that there's a lot of good stuff in this one i had a good time with it yeah Uh, this is a lot of fun uh what about you jonathan uh you guys mentioned just about everything the one thing i did find funny because like linda cardellini is used so poorly in this movie like the way the things they make her do in this movie are terrible and there was that one point where like i think is it is it when she's I can't remember what, which exact point it is. It might be when she's dressed up in the leather and she like makes the fart noise or whatever. And then we just wrote, I hope they paid Linda Cardellini $20 million to be <laughs> in this movie. Because <laughs> yes. I I, you feel so bad for her the whole time. And, I love uh, it. Yeah, go ahead. I love the uh, the the trifecta, the kids movie cliche trifecta. Yes. Which is a great observation, but I also love it because I just finished sending a, a kids movie uh, that we will eventually <laughs> talk about. And I was like, yep, trifecta okay. achieved. <laughs> Dude, same. Same. Like, that's happening to me on a script as well. Yeah. Like, what was the third thing, though? I don't remember what we said. Uh, making fun of old people, I think. Yes, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yep. Oh, and I also like the, um, we made the comment about because this is a PG movie, it, it's doing that weird thing where it's making weed jokes, but there's no weed. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. first one's a lot worse than this one at doing that, but they do that whole thing where uh, Shaggy's friends are clearly high, or fans are clearly mm-hmm. like stoners. Yeah. But, uh, you know, but there's there's nothing around them. So that was fun. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, let's move on to Spies in Disguise. Another Atkinson Watkins script. Chris and uh, we, we we do the kids movies. Jonathan. Uh, actually, that's not true. But uh, we did these. <laughs> um, Spies in Disguise is a much better movie than it has any right to be. I think I, I really enjoyed yeah. it, even though as I was watching, it was like, oh, 
we are going to eat this movie alive with our sins video. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, but I'm still having a good time. And I don't know if, if a lot of that has to do with just the general likability of the voice actors in it, because mm-hmm. they are all just very likable and deliver mm-hmm. their stuff in, in ways that I'm just like pleased with. I just enjoy going along with them. Um, Will, Sp- uh, Will Smith specifically. Um, but, but yeah, I, I kind of had a good time with this movie. Um, what did you think? Have you seen it, Danae? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> this was the second time I had seen it. I saw, I took my daughter to see it in the theater and, uh, I enjoyed it fine like you. And I, it was about the same the second time. I think the only thing about this movie that's kind of irritating is that I think it could be a lot better. Yes. I agree with um, that. I think it, I think it plays it pretty safe. I think, and I think there's a lot more they could do with the premise um but for what it is i mean yeah it's it's fine i think it's blue sky right they god they love birds um <laughs> but like i don't really like the rio movies and um but the, and i guess ice age is is ice age them i believe so uh, yeah because it starts off i think the their their pro their uh late uh logo is the ice mm-hmm. age thing but um they did the peanuts movie yeah. which i like i do like and, the peanuts uh, movie I thought this was kind of on the same level as that. Um, it, yeah. It's it, yeah, you you can't really. I mean, it's. It, I think it's one that adults will enjoy watching with their children more than a lot of these. Yeah. So for that, for that, I give it credit. It, it kind of reminded me, and it's. I don't think it's nearly as well written uh, as the the Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs movies, but it mm-hmm. kind of remind the humor reminded me of. Yes. Oh, they're comfortable with the humor they're doing. They they get what they are, and it's a you know it's definitely different than Pixar humor, and it's even different than DreamWorks humor. It's kind of its own feel. And uh, I agree. No, I agree with that. And, um, and I, the two, I think the main character in Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs is very similar to the main character in this. Yes. Probably, I think that's where I'm definitely getting the like the it kind of feels similar. Um, and I do think that um, God, all of a sudden I can't remember his name though. Who plays Spider Man? Tom Holland. Tom Holland. I think he. I, I'm actually. I like him uh, in animated movies because um, he also he's onward, right? Yes. Yeah. Him and yeah, Chris Pratt. I, I think. I think he's got a good. Uh, I think he's got a good voice for uh, for these and and actually conveys a good performance. Yep. Uh, so I, I hope he keeps doing them. And, I mean, Will Smith's always funny. Yeah. Danae, did uh, Chris have anything to say about this one as well? Oh, you know it. And thank God, otherwise I'd have nothing to do this entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. You're talking about the videos. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I have another story to to, to share with oh, you. Oh, fun. About fun. A, yeah. So, so you know, we had a Zima story, and now we're going to have a, a Ghibli story here in a moment. Oh, but, a Ghibli um, story. Good. Mm-hmm. Chris says, Spies in Disguise, colon. Not a terrible movie by any means. Just a kind of average animated spy movie with an off-the-wall premise. Can I just ask, the off-the-wall premise is that the creative tech guy is not creating like things that kill, but more things that are cute and fun? Well, he yes. can turn somebody into a pigeon. And he turns somebody into a pigeon. Yes. <laughs> I noticed. <laughs> um, Will, Smith's, Will Smith voices a spy who wants to do it all on his own, and he's accidentally turned into a pigeon by nerdy Tom Holland. I got a little upset at the continuing trope of killing off a character's parents, especially here, since it didn't do much to inform us of Holland's character. I haven't been so uh, sure a mother character was going to die in my life. Mm -hmm. She's super nice, encourages everything her kid does, and she's a cop. She dies off screen, and we don't see how it impacts his character at all because 14 years pass after we see her. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. My favorite thing to sin 
these are so hard to make clear in a sense video, is why the villain is hiding behind his stone structure to close pin, uh, clothesline rather, Holland's yeah. motorcycle. It's a great observation. Is it time, <laughs> yeah. Is it times like, um, like these in movies that I love to see every step the villain takes to get to that moment? Was that his plan? Was that a spur of the moment thing? And Holland obliges by driving so close to the structure when he has gobs of space to the left side. Uh, it could, he could have easily driven through and it works out for the villain. Yeah. Yeah, I, I loved that sin. That was uh, that was one of my favorites. I definitely had that noted to uh, to talk about. Um, I guess I'll just kind of continue talking about some of the other stuff. First of all, very first sin, shots fired uh, on Isaiah Thomas. Uh, and uh, And we need to talk about that. I have a feeling the person that was who Chris sh- was it Chris? <laughs> yeah, I don't think he intended it towards you either. I I just think. Oh he no, just... he did. Oh no, he definitely oh, did, he? did. That's from another video, and oh, he there's... did actually. Sorry, he had a note for me saying, "By the way, this is referring to another video." I remember this now. Go ahead. <laughs> so what's funny is that video isn't out yet. <laughs> yeah, so no, it's he's, not. He's he's returning fire on you know original <laughs> shots that have never even been fired yet. They're still in the gun. Those bullets haven't even left. Uh, so I did, I did find that interesting. Yes. I'm a Pistons fan. Uh, yes. I'm bitter that Isaiah Thomas wasn't on the dream team. And yes, I snuck that into a script somewhere. And so (laughs) he put that in here and you have piston pants. (laughs) That is, that is true. That is definitely true. The other, uh, immediately shots fired against purple sweaters, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, Oh, that guy just bugged me. I I don't know why it was just, uh, it was a purple sweater, you know, (laughs) it just bugged me. Uh, I had, I also really, really liked Scottish Karen Gillan. Uh, that, that slayed me because immediately I knew immediately. I didn't even have to look. I knew there was a comment towards the top of the comments that was going to be, uh, you mean like Karen Gillan is Scottish? Duh. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I was so pleased when I opened up that comment, which is there by the way, and has like 1.2 thousand likes on it. Uh, the, the first, you know, the first several, like, I think that's the joke in, you know, our backslash whoosh, which is one of my favorite things as well for missing a joke. Um, Mm -hmm. so I, I loved that whole thing. Uh, and then let's see. Um, but I'm not gonna, uh, I liked, uh, not a couch made me laugh quite a bit because it was just so (laughs) quick. It was like, not a couch. Um, and then, uh, if you're animating a kid's movie, like we talked about the, you know, are you talking about the slow motion? Oh, yes, about the cl- yes, like the yes, cliche? yes. Yeah, Clippy, yeah, yeah. Clippy. I should have just wrote Clippy. Yes. The yeah. Clippy stuff was so great. And the fact that they actually had Clippy come out the second time that it happened oh, was yeah. just beautiful. Yeah. It was um, so funny. And then, uh, and then the other thing I had to mention was the get out outtake, which I just thought was perfect. Um, so yeah. I like that quite. Which a was bit. the which what out, what outtake was it? What, what the, part of Get Out were we doing? Where it's like you're sinking into the the oh yeah yeah, floor yeah. yeah that was funny. and it just it just fits so perfectly. I really enjoyed that. Nice. Um, what about you guys? What about you, uh, Jonathan? I think you're the only one who hasn't. Uh... Oh, um, did we mention Socio Pigeon? Did you say that one, Aaron? I didn't no. hear you if you did. No, I, I didn't. thought that was very funny. Actually, Danae, you uh, haven't talked about this video yet either, have you? I'm oh no, you person this episode. It's no, okay. no, no, it's no, no, fine. no. No, John- it's okay. I'll just be over here. So have you seen Jonathan. this movie? Jonathan, why don't you go first? <laughs> no, please tell me what you liked because I don't want to take any of yours away. Me? I've, yes. No, you go ahead. I'll go last. Um, I didn't really... Aaron covered most of what I talked about. The only thing I had, um, the part where it was like, did they really not give an, him an objective to the mission? Where like, he's in the middle of the mission. Right? They're like, that's what you're supposed to get. 
that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about when I was watching this. I'm just like, we are going yeah. to chew this movie up and spit it out. Like it is. Well, and you didn't so even bad. mention the cloaca, which is just uh, that was just nuts that they talked about cloaca uh, so much in that movie. Oh yeah, it was a major plot. And the point. only time I've ever even heard that mentioned was on the sin gas. Yep, it's a major plot point here. I did like the sin, the, the sin cast um, uh, mention though in the video yeah. as a sin and oh oh let's do a sneak peek we when we relaunch our store y'all know we're having a merch sale right now when we relaunch our store there's going to be a cloaca shirt for mm-hmm. syncast and I'm really <laughs> excited about it <laughs> uh, and now now I'm hoping that uh spice in disguise doesn't sue us <laughs> we were there first that's true. We were we were definitely there first. No, I mean, yeah, we. I when I heard that, I I had forgotten about it, and then I heard, it, I was like, oh my god, I was like, and I knew Chris was going to write something better than me, but I went ahead and tried, and he definitely better than me. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm used to that by now. <laughs> what about you, Danae? Oh my gosh, I wrote down quite a few um, that I really enjoyed. The 1,348 is the highest number that the narrator could think of. <laughs> Um, I really liked the, I guess 2019 was the year for drones and I I was just thinking, oh my God, just wait until the one that I'm writing on comes out because there's just drones galore. It's it's a thing now. Jeremy Uh, and and I just wrote one where there's a drone sun too. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be the 2020 is going to trump those. I don't like that word Trump. Um, 2020 (laughs) is going to have more drones than 2019. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. You can't take our words away from us though. I mean, that, that's a, that we had that word first. Yeah. (laughs) I just don't like it. I hear you. I hear you. It's, It's soured in my mouth. Um, and then I also, like you guys already mentioned, the um, the clippy that says, it looks like you're writing an animated movie. <laughs> also, the insanely irrelevant and forced conflict near the end of a kid's movie cliche. All yes. of those, again, I could have easily just copy and pasted into another script. So it's something to just keep in mind as I write of how to potentially kind of call back to those and reuse them. Um, can, can I say the just to go to go off that conflict thing, though, the falling out moment in movies is the one thing that since I've been writing for CinemaSense, that is one trope that has started to just, just drives me bananas. The forced because conflict? It's like, yeah, it's like every movie yeah. has to have that falling out moment, even if there's no reason to have it. And there's been oh, yeah. so many I've worked on. I've had to figure out a way to send that a different way. And at some mm-hmm. point you're just like, this is fucking stupid. Stupid. Like, yeah, I don't it know happens what else to say. all the time. It's so frustrating. Uh, uh, you mentioned the purple sweater, but the delivery of how I just really hate the purple sweater guy. Sweater guy. That's it. That's the sin. Like <laughs> the way that he delivered it. Well, was that, so and that good. was also yeah. Jeremy nailed that. The reason I wrote that though is because I, I just wanted to say something else about him, and I kept trying to write stuff, and nothing would work. So I just finally wrote purple sweater guy. That's the sin. Yeah, which I love because I'm like, oh my god, what if I just did that? Like that's it. That's a sin. Just this. Um, but the one that I got the most laughs on was the that this teardrop is totally fake. You can see that it's CGI. <laughs> That's definitely Chris. It was good stuff. I will say also, Chris and I both had, uh, we both were concerned about where he was about to stick that thermometer. Uh, we both wrote basically the exact same sin for That's that amazing. one. Because because he's clearly facing him. So it's yeah. like, where's that thermometer going, man? <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. Very well done. Very well done indeed. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hey, podcast peeps, it's me again. Um, those are my dogs. Those are my. Uh, every time I, I talk. Wow. Uh, is this how Aaron feels when we're. Okay, we're going to try this. I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS. So go fill it out. Uh, let's go on to keeping tabs. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. We're each going to tell a story from putting together the content from last week, maybe a Google search, some strange research, uh, the Google image search for cloaca, uh, whatever it might Don't be. Do it. <laughs> uh, so, what do you got? Um, I I'll go first. I was going to say we should let Jonathan go last because he's the only one that wrote this week. Uh, so, Danae, you didn't uh, you didn't think of anything? Yeah, I don't really have anything either. I mean, I did write on the Archer script, and I decided I'll talk about a sin that that got cut, not because mm-hmm. it was it, it should have gotten cut. It it you know wasn't a great sin necessarily, but it is a story uh, from my own life. Uh, he says obrigado at the beginning when he's speaking Portuguese as thank you, which is, you know, thank you in Portuguese. And I always thought the word for thank you in Portuguese was obrigada, but apparently that's how you say thank you if you're a woman. And so when I visited Portuguese, uh, I apparently was um, was identifying as a woman every time I thanked somebody. So it was nice. kind of one of the one of those things in my own life where it was like, and so I tried to make the sin about gender constructs and the I, the idea that you know we shouldn't have words that are gendered, uh, and mm-hmm. it just it didn't work. It was a little too complex and messy. So, but anyhow, that just that was one of those realization moments in your life where you're like, oh. So I was using the wrong word. That's fine. Portuguese is, it's like very similar to Spanish, right? It, there are a lot of similarities. Definitely yeah. comes from the, the same family, but there are also a lot of differences. Because uh, we did, I took Spanish in high school and um, there's not really a Spanish name for Jonathan. So, because, you know, you have to have your Spanish name if you're yeah. in class or French name, whatever language you took. There's mm-hmm. not really a Spanish name for Jonathan. So what my teacher did was she took Juanita 
and turned it into Juanito. <laughs> okay. But so you better had... believe everybody fucking called me Juanita. Okay, I was Juanita. Because <laughs> I was in high school. In Spanish class because there's no Jennifer. It was just, and I, I had to be Juanita as well. Oh, you were, so both, we were both Juanitas. Yeah. That's amazing. Wait, your name is Jennifer? Did I know my, that? Well, my first name is Jennifer. My middle name is Danae. I've been going by Danae since uh, oh. I graduated high school. I just just ready to kind of shed all the bullshit that happened my whole life leading up to the moment where I was free to be myself. Fuck everybody else. Woo, I'm on my own. Oh, you I'm seem, seem like you seem like a Danae. I like when people say <laughs> that. You. Like I mean, like you're. I mean, that's the only thing I've known. So why wouldn't you seem like a Danae? But yeah. I love when people say that. No, that fits you. Yeah. So, but back then, yeah, I had to go off of Jennifer, nice. and Juanita was was. Yeah, was. I remember that there was a because we had there was a Jennifer in our class, and she was Juanita, and I was mm-hmm. Juanito, and both of us were lies. <laughs> my my favorite thing uh when during that trip to portugal was that we had some uh local kids that we hung out with and played basketball and they told us that the thing to say when like, like how americans say cool like that's cool cool mm-hmm. cool um was fish you just say fish and i was like oh okay okay so i went to the local movie theater there and they you know was like hey is there a you know ticket to this movie and they're like yeah it's at this time and i'm like fish fish and she looked at me <laughs> and she was just like oh no are you from here and i was like no no i was just told that that was a cool she was like okay and i still to this day don't know if it was like a bad word like they were fucking or, with you yeah yeah, yeah. like you, they were messing with me like you, you were talking about her vagina look it up something. man it's not. Look it it's up right it's now. not look upable. It's a slang thing. It would be. Oh, it would have to you be. You were the, saying something nasty. It was. It, you'd have to look up like the Portuguese version of Urban Dictionary or something, probably. Oops. So I, I, I tend to that. believe that I trust that they were correct. And she asked me that because I said it so confidently, and it was such a local thing that she was like, "Well, he must be from yeah. here." That's that's I'm, I'm sure. going to to believe. I'm sure, that. she looked at you and said, "That is a Portuguese man." <laughs> Portuguesa. Uh, Portuguesa, yeah. Portuguesa. Uh, uh, yes, exactly. Uh, okay. Um, did we all did? Yeah, I think uh, we're, oh. d- we're out to Jonathan now. Um, my keeping tabs was the whole um, stalactite thing. See, oh, there you go. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. That's was. a great version. Yeah, that's yeah. a great. That's a great one. Uh, Jonathan, what do you got? So I kind of did like. I mean, I didn't use a lot of this, but I did a little bit of a dive into Scooby Doo lore uh, when I was working on the Scooby Doo script, and then actually. I after the video got released, I did even more because there was a comment, which I'll go ahead and mention that because I had that down as one of my comments. There was a comment um, white uh, from the the KH fan three five eight, I believe. Why can't all dogs talk? This was explained by the creator of Scooby Doo, who outright said Scooby Doo is an alien, and the same can be assumed for Scrappy, who is widely disliked. And I didn't find anything about the. So I went back to the research I had done because I didn't remember anything about the creator and I still couldn't find anything where the creator said that. But I found this really cool YouTube video. Um, have you guys ever heard of this, the film theorist? Have you ever watched any of their YouTube videos? I'd never heard of them before. I've this. heard, I've definitely heard of them. I just have not spent a lot of time watching it. Uh, this was the only video I've seen of theirs, so I can't comment on any of the other ones. But this was a lot of fun. But it was called um, Scooby-Doo is an Alien? With a question mark. Mm. But, um, but there was more to it than that. This guy, like, he went through and watched and i didn't i couldn't find his name the 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 one that hosted this video i don't know if there's multiple people that host these or he's the main one i have no idea but this was on the youtube channel the film theorist it was called scooby-doo as an alien it was one they just did a few weeks ago because it was supposed to kind of tie in with the release of scoob but he went back and watched all 51 years worth of scooby-doo content which is wow. four, 14 series 
and 36 movies because they've been doing direct-to-video movies for the last like 25 years. Um, they've been releasing a bunch of those. They even released a few in the 80s, which I wasn't even aware of. I found out through this that they did. But it was kind of just fun. I mean, he he was just kind of going through it and trying to find the similarities and things like that. As far as the alien thing goes, uh, there was one of the DTV movies that I haven't seen where they find out that there's this race called the Anunnaki, which is an alien race that inhabits animals. I, I couldn't really tell if they ever specifically said that's what Scooby was, but apparently that's who they kind of like, uh, like uh, that's what the movie was about. And then I also found out there's this weird transition with the series that you have one timeline where none of the ghosts are real. And that's all of the TV series with the exception of three of them. So 11 of the tv series none of the ghosts are real basically all of the movies and then three of the tv series have actual supernatural elements involved so it's really weird that the movies don't even follow what the tv shows did um we were talking about this uh, chris and i talked about this too because like the whole like shaggy and scooby feeling left out that's very much a like a that's very much a creation by the live action movies that wasn't something that they did on the show it was just weird stuff like that but then he so he finally basically he came across he came uh, he came along the idea that there's two different timelines because he said there's way too much similarity to believe that all of the different creators behind each of the shows weren't at least trying to connect to previous stuff. Hmm. And uh, and there's even this one weird thing where there are certain series and movies where Shaggy has a red shirt and there are certain ones where he has a green shirt. <laughs> And he even mentioned, he even talked about the similarities in both of those type of universes. Like there was like these, like two completely different universes. I don't know. It's crazy. I'm sure it's all bullshit, but it was really fun to watch. <laughs> and uh, it was just really, it was just really cool to see what this guy came up with. Cause it is kind of weird, you know, like, yeah. even though you have, you have different writers, different producers, different people involved, but there's so many similarities. Like people clearly did their research before they made this new version. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and went their way. So I don't know that was just kind of fun research I did, but I would highly recommend watching that also. If you like Scooby-Doo, uh, it's the film theorist and it's called Scooby-Doo as an alien. Um, they apparently just released one on Rick and Morty. I was thinking about watching too, but I hadn't watched it yet. Maybe I'll check that out. I, I have heard good things yeah. about the channel, so that, that could be a lot of fun. Yeah, I just don't, I don't watch a lot of YouTube um, outside of like what we do. We just do so much on YouTube. I just, that's just not something I think about, but yeah, dude, there's I some good the stuff word. on there. I found your word. I've been looking this whole time. What? Yeah. The, your Portuguese slang word. Are you ready for it? Sure. Okay. It means, but just kidding. <laughs> no, it um, <laughs> it's uh, a way of saying cool. It's, it's, you spell it F I X E. Yes. And, and, and it says it means, um, like it's, it's a mind, like it's like legal. It's legit. It's, um, thank you. Chill. Yes. They so you think word. like, you think like Brooklyn nine episodes there, like when they do the translation, it's like fish, fish, fish. But um but but there's a different there's a female and a male one. You were using the male one to the female, so that might have been why she was confused. Uh it's a different it's a totally different word. It's P O R R E I R O. Oh no no no. No 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 no. That's another word entirely that means the same thing. You either put an O or an A based on male or female for that one. But fish is not gendered. Nope. It's not. Yeah. I was reading that incorrectly. Well, thank you, Portuguese friends, for telling me the truth. And yeah. I, I feel like I was correct in my assumption that she was just like, nobody says that word unless they're from here kind yeah. of thing. So, yeah. It's, it's like it's for cool. 
a, a fresh quality or like legit. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. Well, thank you, Danae. I'm glad you were cool. able to look that up. Fish, the fish, internet's fish. an amazing place. Speaking I'm a really of which, spe- Googler. Speaking of which, the internet being an amazing place, let's go into the YouTube comment section, shall we? I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. We're each going to take a look at a comment from this week's videos, uh, something we wanted to pull out. I think I'll go first on this one. Um, This one comes from the uh, Scooby-Doo 2 video. And it's the the format is the Jeremy colon and then response me colon format. And I always Mm -hmm. love that everything comes from Jeremy because, you know, it's his voice. But it says, Jeremy, 100 sins for bunny joke. Me. I really like the bunny and appreciate it because it can't be easy for a dog to draw. (laughs) 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 Nicely done, Jackson. Nicely done. Uh, That one made me laugh. Uh, What about you, Jonathan? Um, I just had a couple that I just wanted to point out because I totally agree with these. Uh, For Scooby-Doo also, uh, Vastotel said, I feel with all the Scooby-Doo movies all these years, Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island was probably the best of the series, and that is 100% correct. Uh, If you're you're in the mood to check out with your kid a a Scooby-Doo movie, uh, Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island is so good. And it was kind of, I think it was the first one, like I think it was around 2000 or so when they started this new string of uh, DTV movies. Uh, um, I think they also showed them like on abc family or cartoon network or something and they were doing about one a year uh for like the last like 20 years i don't know if they quite do one a year anymore i know they've still done a few recently they had one with batman recently wow and and john cena was in one recently i don't know anyways uh but scooby-doo on zombie island yes i highly recommend and then somebody else mentioned matthew lillard was criminally underused in everything he's in which aaron already agreed with 100 percent agree as well so uh yeah that was that was the stuff i found today uh, this week, I went straight to the defending the new narrator on TV since comments because <laughs> I really, I really enjoyed them. So um, the first one that I'm going to read, I, I'm reading for kind of two reasons. Uh, one, Ashton, Ashton Merritt, whomever you may be, clearly follows Jeremy on Twitter as well. And Jeremy, um, we, we actually get emails semi-regularly about people who appreciate his open conversation about anxiety um, and just the importance of mental health, talking to counselor, things like that. And uh, we get to read those emails. We kind of share them around as a uh, to the team. And mm-hmm. it's really interesting. I, I think the guys are often surprised that by being themselves and, you know, putting up content that the entertainment aspect of it is really healthy for people. Um, so getting the positive feedback, people who say things like, thank you for talking about your anxiety. It's important for me to hear someone talk about that. I've been able to, you know, get help myself or, hey, your videos got me through a hard time. There's just this really awesome supportive fan base. And I just, I'm assuming Ashton's one of those people um, who said, Jeremy had a legit clawing at the floor panic attack a week or so ago, easing his workload so he can make more self-care um, he can take more self-care knowing you buttholes would complain about it. Any little change is courage and compassion personified. So keep it up since team. And I really loved that. Um, cause it's just an, a glimpse inside the behind the scenes stuff that a true fan really kind of is a part of. And then also Avery, the Cuban American said, I like this new narrator and I understand why Jeremy is stepping away. It can be stressful and exhausting narrating different channels and he deserves a break. 
So again, I just appreciate you guys being in the comments, kind of just seeing the bigger picture. So those are the comments I wanted to highlight today. And I appreciate it as well. <laughs> it's, it's very, very nice. I, I do appreciate it. Uh, all right, let's move on to Beyond the Sins. To infinity and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. We're each going to chat about something else from the world of pop culture that we've seen recently. Uh, Danae, why don't you kick mm. us off? Well, I'm going to talk about a game. There, I mean, I, I'm why not do you sad sound so it. disappointed about that? You love games. Well, well I do but i feel like a broken record a bit but i found this game i found it really intriguing and i i like it and i want to keep playing it but it's also making me mad at the same time because you I have, have, I have only... a question though can i ask you a question how do you keep playing different games every week because you don't you have to like finish the game first and then not necessarily no no, no, I no let me introduce you to today <laughs> okay she drops things really I mean, i'm easily. impressed i'm like God, she must finish these quickly and then have oh, to no. jump on to the next one no 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 i usually when i when i play a game there's a few things that will keep me interested in it long mm-hmm. enough that it lands on my phone for a really long time uh the games that i have on my phone still that have been around for years are brawl stars clash royale polytopia solitaire decked out and those are the only four i think that haven't been deleted gotcha so those um, are the ones you just go back to every now and then yeah i check in with brawl stars and clash royale every single day um oh, cool. and i'll play a round or two just at some point throughout the day, I used to be really into Clash Royale because I was a clan leader and I managed all the stuff Oof, to make sure our clan was great. successful. <laughs> different I clan, love... different clan, Jonathan. <laughs> okay. oh, yeah, it's like um... I was like, what is this game <laughs> with a C? With a C, the letter yeah. C. Um, and then Brawl Stars, I play every day, but I I'm not really involved in like the um the group. Although mm-hmm. the group is called CinemaSin, so if you play Brawl Stars and you want to join, you're welcome to. Oh, interesting. Um, and Polytopia, I play just about every other day because it's just a super relaxed game. Um, and I've talked about those games before. Mm-hmm. But then what I'll do is I'll kind of get this itch to try something new. And so I'll go and just uh, read comments and just pull ones that are recommended to me. And this one was one that was recommended to me. Um by Google Play, not from a person. It's called Seven Days Exclamation Point. So I guess that's important. And this is a really like interesting... Seven days! <laughs> this is an interesting uh, gameplay in that you essentially are almost like on your phone and it's kind of through text messages. And so um, it's a mystery. It's a story driven where you have died and you're trying to figure out why you died uh, and you're meeting other characters and you're making decisions kind of like uh, what were those books that my grandma used to read to me? Choose your own adventure stuff like Mm -hmm. where you skip to page 42 and then you find out that you were crushed by a boulder. Um, Similar kind of concept here where you make different decisions and the people that you're interacting with are either trusting you more or being more suspicious of you and you're trying to solve a mystery while everyone else in the story, these non-player characters are solving theirs um, and sometimes leads to your death uh, and then the story resets and you're like, okay, you did something you know that you did something wrong let's try that again it's super intriguing i want to know what happens but you can only make so many choices until you have to have more tickets or more tokens to of course to play so then you've got to watch an ad now i am thankful that they're not invasive ads they're not really like 
shoving them down my throat type of a mm-hmm. thing. So, but ultimately it led to me putting it down for about a week. And then I picked it up the other day and it said, you know, get more tokens. I clicked on it and, and it does that thing where you can download another game and reach a certain goal on another game. And then you'll mm-hmm. get tokens for this one. So that led to me downloading another game I'll talk about another time. And I'm just trying to get to level 10 so I can go back and decide uh, if I'm going to shoot somebody or not. <laughs> <laughs> Can you not? Can you not purchase seven days? Is it not a purchase one? Uh, I'm sure I can it... buy tickets. Like if I wanted to get fifteen hundred tickets, is only two bucks. Oh, and... but it, but you can't just purchase the game itself. It's not one of those. It's decision. It's decision me. based. Yeah. Um. And honestly, I I actually think I might send two dollars their way because it's a interesting uh, concept and I don't mind it. But yeah. it is it is limiting in that your screen is as if you're texting someone on your phone. So it's not uh, it's not fast paced. It's not fast moving. Um, you're just kind of getting a series of texts that and, and pictures and images as you make your decision. So like right now I have two text messages or two choices I can send to this game and that will determine which path I take. So, Neat. yeah. Um, again, it's called Seven Days Exclamation Point. And I think I actually would recommend it. I'm going to jump off of that one uh, and talk about something that isn't my Beyond the Sin. So I'm going to get a bonus one in here because uh, you you reminded me of the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt's new interactive movie on Netflix, which I did. Hmm. Um, How does that work? It is so fun. Now, I am a sucker for this. Black Mirror did an interactive episode Mm -hmm. uh, on Netflix a while back, too, and I really loved it. I thought it was well done, but I wasn't sure it would work outside of a meta format like the Black Mirror episode was, because the Black Mirror episode was kind of about the technology itself that we were using. Um, I'm convinced this could work. I'm convinced that that this could be a really fun thing that, that will broaden two different genres. What makes it work is the fact that Netflix has the technology right. So when you're making a choice, the the visual is still happening. There's no stoppage. The The movie never stops. So, and if it gets to the end of your, like, there's a timer that happens that you can make your choice of which way to go. If it gets to the end of the timer, it just automatically chooses one for you and just keeps going. So there mm. is no start and stop to this, this interactive process. And it's, it's really well done. And what I loved about this Kimmy Schmidt episode, first of all, it's hilarious because that show is really funny. And the writers there, Tina Fey and the gang, do such a great job with those characters. That What I loved about it was that you really were in a choose-your-own-adventure. The choices you made really did impact the show or movie that you ended up seeing. And mm. I, because I am who I am, went back and played every single possible choice, which, by the way, there are a lot and it's just, I was really impressed with the branching narratives and how they were different. Man, and, and there so- is something about that, isn't there? There was a video game, Becoming Human, I think is the name of it, that does the same thing. You've got mm-hmm. all these branches based on what you do. And I watch people play that game on Twitch because I find it fascinating that you hmm. can play the same game over and over again and it continually changes. There's one moment in this where she makes a phone call. And gets put on hold, and it actually has the choices. Press 1 if you would like this and this. Press 2 if you would like this. And pre- in the press 4 is if you would like a holiday treat from our taco you know, mascot or whatever. And so you press 4, and he, they, he sings the 12 days of Christmas, but with Mexican food in the, the places. And you get through about the 4th or 5th day of Christmas, 
And it says, like, if you would like to, you know, go back to the main menu, press this. If you'd like to keep listening, press this. If you listen to the whole song, you get, a, like, an extra Easter egg kind of thing that happens. I don't know. There's just stuff like that that I, that so I find really fun. I haven't really done fun. the Black Mirror one. I just had a question. I haven't done the Black Mirror one, so I don't know much about this. But, like, so did the selections just come up on the screen and you use your remote? Correct. They come up okay. on the bottom of the screen. You use your remote. Um, or I, I've never played them on a phone or a tablet or anything like that. I yeah. imagine they, they're touch screen on those. I don't know. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, on the television, you just use your remote to select your choice of the two or three or four choices. The other thing that's hmm. really interesting is there are different jokes in the same scenes if you do it multiple times. So mm. like the, the type of jokes that they tell you sometimes have to do with choices you've made in the past. Even though it's the exact same scene that's happening, like the punchline is different. It's I I just I loved it. I had a great time with it, oh, cool. and it's um. Anyways, I I I feel like I've taken up my allotment of time, even though I had something else I wanted no, to. Yeah, you know, go do your other thing. What, well, the other thing have? will be easy to talk about. I watched the first episode of Ultimate Tag <laughs> because I'm a reality oh, show yeah. sucker. It is yeah. so bad. It is it is purposefully very American Gladiators, where all the like the taggers have these stupid cheesy nicknames and they do these stupid intro segments it's very 80s in a lot of way which i I know is purposeful it's a purposeful aesthetic but the problem is the game itself isn't interesting enough for that stuff just to be you know like i can laugh that stuff off and it can be whatever it wants to be but if i'm not into the competition part uh, you know, I just, I'm not going to stick around and I didn't it look like American gladiators or something. Yeah, it is. Like it is yeah. uh, other than it's, it's basically tag, uh, like, you know, flag football style where you have to, you know, peel the thing off to get tagged. And I don't know. I just, I didn't find the competition part all that interesting, so I'm not going to be sticking with it, but I did well, want to mention that I watched it. Well, and I know they didn't plan on this, but God, what a horrible time for that to have to be released. Like at a time where people do not want to be touched. and you you got to show all about like that's how you win i will tell you though during this time um i am so much more apt to watch stupid cheesy reality television comedy stuff i don't want to watch dramas right now i i gave up on killing eve i stopped watching killing eve and i'm just like i'm just not in the mood for this like so it depends on the type of show but i will say that like the only shows that like i make sure to watch when they're on is mass singer and then this who wants to be a millionaire uh, mm-hmm. new run of who wants to sure. be a millionaire yeah and a lot of that has to do with spoilers because that is something that like i i, I don't want to have to avoid twitter for a week because right. somebody might spoil mass singer although i will say i have a theory though i have a i have an idea though because mass singer is um is recorded well in advance yeah obviously so I don't know how they keep stuff secret, but like I will say, like I've noticed on threads that people were guessing who a lot of these people were very early on and were dead on. Like the three that got announced on the finale, um, I had seen those guests by just thousands of people on Twitter like months ago. Yeah. And I'm just wondering if like that's inside information. Like somebody <laughs> could somebody be. was at a taping. I don't know. Yeah, Anyways, it could be. It doesn't matter. It's I don't a know either. show, whatever. But I just like you. I just it's that's kind of what I want to watch right now. Um Yeah, I'm totally digging reality television right now. It's, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm thinking about getting into like the cooking shows I've never done, like Top Chef, those kind of things. I'm thinking about starting those. I've never gotten into any cooking shows. Yeah, me either. Maybe I will give one of those a chance. What about um, you? What about you, Jonathan? What do you yeah. got? Well, I will say I have I have kind of a quick 
quick one that's not mine. I just wanted to say that I watched the first episode of Upload, which was a, a recommendation of yours. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Aaron's a few weeks ago, um, and I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm definitely gonna I'm gonna watch the rest of it. I, I it might be one I watch like weekly or something. I don't know that I'm like I gotta watch them all right now. Um, but yeah, no, I thought it was funny, and um, I, I like uh, Robbie Amels plays the lead guy. He's the brother of Stephen Amel who plays Arrow, um, and I, I think he's like perfect fit for that. And I love the contrast that in the first episode, at least, of the of like the real life where most of these people are struggling to make ends meet and stuff. Like the woman that works in the operating as the operator or whatever, and then but then people who are dead have like this life of luxury and they have access to like food and stuff that they can't even really enjoy. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming the show gets more into that, but um, oh, yes. I, I found that super interesting. It is very interesting. The show definitely gets yeah. into it. Um, but the one I'm going to, oddly enough, talking about not watching dramas, but um, I did watch the first episode, Stars released, uh, Stars series that started last week called Hightown. And um, like I said, I've only seen the first episode, but man, I loved it so much. Um, I am really looking forward to, watch, to seeing where this series goes. Um, it is a crime series. It's basically a murder mystery that takes place on Cape Cod. Um, the show itself is created by Rebecca Perry Cutter, which is pretty cool because there's not a lot of female-led uh, crime shows. That's typically been very much a male-dominated area, like your Dick Wolves and stuff like that. Uh, and and I, you can tell, like you, there is this. This show has a very different perspective than I've seen on most of these crime series. Um, the main character, the main character, is played by Monica Raymond, who apparently has been in a lot of things, but I just haven't watched anything she's been in. Like she's in Chicago Fire for a while. That's just a show I've never watched. Um, she's awesome. Um, she plays a uh, well. What happens is she plays a what is it she does? She's a national. She works for the National Marine Fisheries Service. She's an agent uh, in that area uh, that goes and makes sure that people aren't, you know, fishing illegally or, or, or whatever. And, um, She's also, uh, the show starts off, they're having um, in the, in, I guess there's a place around Cape Cod called Provincetown. Uh, they call it P-Town in the show. Uh, and they're having a carnival celebration that weekend, that, like when the show starts. And she's very much into going into town and she's partying and, uh, you know, picking up people, uh, picking up girls. She's um, she's a gay character in the show and um, just having a really good time. And um, she ends up stumbling upon a dead body that's washed up on shore um uh that like the morning after she's had like a really crazy night and then that's kind of where everything takes off and then you start getting in and then they introduce a couple of uh another characters uh james badge dale uh plays an fbi agent a dea guy he's um you might remember him from 24 he was also in iron man 3 he was like guy pierce's henchman um, in Iron Man 3. He's a yeah. really good actor that doesn't get used a lot. Uh, Amari now Lasco, I don't know if I said that name right, from Prison Break and uh, Telenovela. He plays like a drug kingpin that's in jail. Um, so there's really good actors in this. And um, I don't know where it's going to go, but it's just such an interesting setup. It's so interesting having a crime show from a female perspective because um, it's just not something you get unfortunately. And, uh, so I'm really curious to see where it goes. And uh, I will say like Aaron does, uh, it is on cable. It is on stars. Um, there's, there, it's very, very sexual. There's a lot of violence. There's drugs and you know, it's just, it's, it's not a kid show. Let's put it that way. It's very adult. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, so if that's, you know, it doesn't really sound up your alley, but um, it's uh, no, I really like it. If you, if you like to watch crime shows and you like to find crime shows that are a little different, um, I think this should be right up your alley. So it's called Hightown and it's airs on Sundays, of course, on, uh, on stars. Fish, 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 yeah. Fish, 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 fish. Okay, bye. <laughs> That's going to do it for Behind the Sins this week. Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed and go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. Hang out with us on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Dicer. She is at Danae Says. D-E-N-E-E-S-A-Y-S. And he is at Sam Loomis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Danae Hughes, and myself, we'll see you next week. Bye. Come on. See you later. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to BehindTheSinsPod at gmail.com. And be sure to subscribe or message us at Twitter. And be sure to visit cinemasins.com. I can still hear you, Hughes. So you guys have been recording 15 minutes of outtakes so we can get right to the show? Is that right? Oh, it's super not interesting stuff talking about work. <laughs> I always think of it as you when you do like the, you'll have like five thoughts in a row on oh, Slack. When I, when I text and then I like keep texting? Yes. I do that to my husband and it drives him insane. It's just... Oh, how, no, it's fine. I'm not It's how I communicate. Like, yeah. I'll be like, oh, and then this, and then this. No, and it's then very this. Danae, because that's how, when I talk to you, that's how your mind goes, <sighs> I can tell. Yeah, and then, but if you think about it, like, from notification, and a ding, 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 and it's not really anything important. It's just me going, No, I just wanted to talk to you guys about a very serious problem that I have coming up around July 15th. All right, let's do it. All right, the, the, the new um, Google phone comes out, and I will continue with the struggle of do I switch phones or do I stay with the Note 9? And I just want to let you know I'm going to take a couple months off of work. Just to... <laughs> Camera is like my number one thing for a phone. Phone is like the 12th thing on my does it, does Can it call someone? I don't care. <laughs> Danae, so you're looking at the 4A? I don't the five, know. Because the 5 won't come out until the end of the year. Okay, well, then I guess I'm taking off from July until the end of the year. (laughs) (laughs) Every once in a while, I'll go onto this app called Imager, and I'll just, like, you know, glance through random memes, just randomness, and I just happen to look. Like, I clicked on it while we're talking, and I look down, and there's this insane video of this little girl being pulled away by a monkey. Like, in the streets of some, like, this monkey runs up, pulls this kid off of a bench, grabs her by the arm, and just starts yanking her down the road. That's no good. (laughs) That's awful. Yeah, monkeys are terrible, by the way. Like monkeys are not cool. I just don't understand. They're the, and they're the worst. I had a. I had a. Oh my like god! Great, the monkey is riding aunt. a scooter. The monkey is riding a scooter. <laughs> uh, pin. Oh boy. Oh boy. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Thanks today. Uh huh. Good job. Wait. She joined on her phone. Mm-hmm. Yep. And now there's echoes all over. I apologize. Okay. 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 Now. Now. Now I can send this to you. Hi. Hello. Danae. Yeah. Yes. I just, oh, you, you have sent to the see link. this fucking monkey. I see. I see. <laughs> hey, what better thing to do than be attached to a whole bunch of electronic devices during a massive storm? Let's do this show. <laughs> Let's die for what we love. F- FYI, my it's just me and my daughter, so I cannot promise that she won't come in here at <laughs> some point. When Chris and I were recording the mini pod the other day, I told her to come in if it was an emergency and she came in. So I was like, oh, she must need something. And she was just like, so do we really have to do school for two hours today? I'm like, this is not important. <laughs> like, go away. <laughs>
We will talk later. I, I had to have a conversation with Justin after last week's invasion. Yeah, that was just, interesting. He just walked up like right oh. in the middle of the show, and he's literally sitting at the door like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. He's just staring with this weird smile on his face, and I'm and finally I'm I just kept looking over, and he's just keep staring, and he's making these hand gestures, mm-hmm. and so then of course I had to stop and be like, yes, and he's like, are you recording? <laughs> Clearly, why else would I be in this closet staring at my computer talking into a microphone? And Jonathan so, and I both have a script due today, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's not going to be done today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me uh, let me get us started on uh, the uh, bony pod. The mini pod? Okay. It's a bony pod, Danae. Oh, What's God, that? why are we calling them bony pods? Because they're they're bonus pods. And it's Wait, a, so what's we script? Podnesses? Podness. Dumb. <laughs> Podness Everdeen. Yeah, you get to do a Rick and Morty this week. Yay. (laughs) I super glued my finger to a magnet earlier this week. Yeah, nicely done. I saw you tweet about that. You know, there's a real real meta thing happening there with two different things that stick in different ways combining. (laughs) But you did that on purpose, right? I mean, how do you not do that on purpose? Yeah, so I, I, I watched this, you know, movie, and I wanted to climb my refrigerator, so I just glued... Magnets to my finger to try to do this sort of scaling thing. I thought you were like, I want to pretend like my hands are metal. I want to <laughs> pretend like my hands are metal. All right, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. L-E-T-S-G-O. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 